countries in which we live. And how does the tens of thousands of Palestinians being forced south right now, we just have 20 seconds, fit into your charges of war crimes and crimes against humanity? What we're seeing is an ongoing nakba of the Palestinians who are with their hands up and, and, and on their feet with white handkerchiefs in order not to be killed. This is an ethnic cleansing of the north of Gaza. It's a continuation of the Nakba to take the Palestinian land without Palestinian people. It is a crime against humanity and fits in a larger framework of, of genocidal warfare. Palestinian human rights attorney Noura Arakat, associate professor at Rutgers University, we thank you so much. This is Democracy Now! I'm Amy Goodman. Thanks for joining us. Portland on 90.7 FM and streaming on the web at kboo.fm. Remember the days of wandering the pumpkin patches in search of just the right one to bring home? Not too big, not too small, but with a little bit of personality? Well, the days of mucking through the chilled autumn air are over. Now you can grab a Kebu pumpkin crew neck or long sleeve that fits just right and keeps your elbows protected from the elements. Pick up an organic, homegrown, community-sourced piece of merch in gray, green, navy, or maroon and rock this autumn in style. Just check out the sidebar on our website at kboo.fm to harvest your kboo pumpkin apparel today. Kboo Community Radio holds open meetings concerning the operations and programming of Kboo in accordance with requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about KBOO Community Radio's open meeting policy is available at our website at kboo.fm. The Finance Committee meets on the third Thursday of the month at 5.30 p.m. This month's meeting will be held online through a public video conference. A public link and phone number to attend the meeting can be found at our website at kboo.fm. Please visit our website to verify if a meeting is being held. Hi, this is Judy Collins, and you're listening to KBOO in Portland. You are listening to The Gap here on KBOO Portland. How's it going? My name is Tammy, and with me is Althea Billing. Hello and good morning. Tammy was just doing some tricks while the song was playing. I almost ripped up my headphones, but I did it. Just <laughs> being soft Behind with the it. back, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, you remember yo-yo tricks? You ever done? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I wish. I uh, wish I could times. walk the dog. Hello. Oh, speaking of walking the dogs, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. <laughs> We are. I don't like that implication. Uh, KBOO's most listened to talk radio show on Fridays at 8 a.m. when no we're one, on. Yeah, and when we're on, and yeah. no one can take that from and us. And no one can take it from us. Uh, well, this is The Gap. We like to do a two-parter type of program here. In the first half, we today we're doing a news roundup. Sometimes we do interviews. Sometimes we have a lovely guest in the studio. Uh, and then in our second half, we'll get into our community question when you can call in and chat with us about our community question i said it twice but here we are okay we have so much news to get to so we might as well we might as well do it boom uh, i was gonna I, i'm envisioning a theme song for tammy in this first this first segment uh it's it's written in our, in our notes as gop debate presidential debate post-mortem tammy watched it so you don't have to um, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. My name is Tammy, and I'm here to report back from the GOP presidential <laughs> what debate. What was it hosted on, by the way? Because last time we watched it on Rumble, which yeah, was weird. It was on, I saw it on the YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was... Okay, I'll start with the, with the highlights. <laughs> highlights, yes. Great intro song. Okay. Great audio throughout the whole thing. 
um, especially when Chris Christie's um, mic started glitching. <laughs> I just feel like the audio person was was behind there, kind of giggling around. Mm. They did really good with the the camera angles were great. Uh-huh. The audio was great. That's about where it starts and ends. <laughs> the rest of it was. I was the, very confused. The people Look, who worked there were proficient at their jobs. What does it say there? It says First great note. music. Great music. Okay, oh, ma'am. Oh, no, it says, okay, Miami, because oh. they were in Miami. <laughs> and they were probably... Bienvenidos a Miami. <laughs> they were probably, uh, like, partying a lot there. Um... The first question was about Trump, which was I thought it was interesting because in the other debates, it seemed like they took a while until they got to it. But the, the ghost of Trump, if it was, was looming over mm-hmm. as a, like, a, like, a, like, like a thick air on a humid day yeah. in the South or something, you uh-huh. know, like, a, like molasses. skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, um, I grossed myself out. Go ahead. It seems like... Oh, it seems like the Republican loss uh, this week was hard on the candidates, hmm. um, which, you know, made Vivek uh, call Republicans losers. The uh, chair, sorry, the House chair, excuse me, the um, party chair called them a loser. Also, the said that House majority? Uh, the- uh, what's her name? Um Mike Johnson? No, 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 no. Oh. The Republican, sorry. Who are we? The Republican committee chair. Oh, the RNC uh, chair. What's Got her it. name? Okay. Not Rhonda. I think it's Rhonda. I, don't I, know. I forgot. Uh, sorry about that. She hasn't responded to my emails. So. <laughs> um, so he was really, he seemed pretty livid about it. Also, he had this quote where he said that Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, Chuck, Tucker Carlson should be moderating, <laughs> <laughs> moderating the debate. And if that's not the most like, dude, get off the internet. What are you talking about? Can I also about? say, look, a, shout out to the good moderators out there, but their like big thing is that they're not really supposed to be talking. Mm-hmm. They like ask a question and let everybody else talk. Those are three figures that I don't really <laughs> see doing that so much. If I if I'm allowed to be critical of that, their idea. bread and butter is kind of talking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, Elon Musk. I've never heard him do an interview. I've heard Joe Rogan interview people. Um, and yeah, he interviews people. I don't know if he's necessarily a moderator. Maybe Carl, Tucker Carlson just from being in news for a little bit longer. Maybe yeah, I mean he was on CNN before he was yeah. on Fox, but um, and his little bow tie, Elon Musk, like that's just. A, I mean, I it's, it's very bizarre. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I it's a big name. They they are big names. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any three bigger names for some reason. Even <laughs> though I, know, um, but the the moderator is not supposed to be the main event. Like everybody would talk about, like oh. Elon Musk breathed weird into the mic, and that would be the thing that trended on Twitter the next day. Not that's a good point. Your good ideas on the stage that everybody liked and thinks that Republicans are not losers, mm-hmm. as you brought up Vivek. Um, There's a couple. I could poke a couple holes. It was. In just, it, I was. I mean, yeah. It was just. And he said he, he was talking as in this would be bring popularity into the party. Um, I don't know. Can, does Elon even think he's a Republican? This or is, is he like an alien that's above politics? Hovers above like the like the ghost of, of Trump looming abo- above yeah. us. I feel him the here. Specter right? <laughs> of Elon Musk. Is he in the room with us right now? Um, whoa, Haley, Nikki, uh, Nikki Haley, going. I don't I don't know what she was saying, but heels are for ammunition. I, look what it well, that, says. It says what? Well, that was it? after Vivek insulted her, right? She said she, he said He's, she was Dick Cheney in three inch heels, and, and she's like, "How dare you? They're five inch." <laughs> What would you know about it? Not you want kitten. you want to talk about a heel lift, not the kitten heel. Yeah, um, let's turn our attention to a certain DeSantis. Anyway, it was very odd. All overall, uh, Chris Christie, he he. What's he still doing? Well, he he did have a moment where so he was um, I think the general, um, the attorney general, no district attorney, attorney general. For New York after 9/11, he was he was sworn in September 10th, and there was a moment in there where he really shined. And he and I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone. They were saying, "Oh yeah, like this is this is bread and butter. Like this is where he shines." Is when you know talking about how life, how, you know, about like how life was like after 9/11, since he was you know in the thick of it and all. And that was the one question where I definitely saw Chris Christie shine when mm. talking about how the you know the, a lot of social unrest and how. Um, you know, he's like, I went and I talked to these group of people and that group of people, and this is what what I did. It's multicultural, and it's all true. New York is super multicultural, hmm. and so it was interesting to get his little two point, uh, his little two cents in there. But that was about it. You can't really buy anything with two cents at the store anymore. All in all, a lot of warmongering um, hmm. and a lot of talk about the recent about the 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 conflicts that are happening right now globally. Um, 
for a bunch of America First people, I didn't see any type of putting mm. America first. Oh, right. And there's um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tim Tim Scott, who's he's still there apparently. So yeah. you know, um, huh. well, well, I mean, why not? You know. Okay. Yeah. All so right. that's well, that's th- it. Thank you for the thank you everybody for applaud. Thank you, Tammy, for watching it. Next so time, just to. send me to Miami myself, and then I'll get the the <laughs> Tammy, real on the scene scoop. reporting live. <laughs> what are they talking about? The mics sound terrible. <laughs> that's often like uh, my, you know, I've had this gripe about uh, city council meetings. Oh, and their mics. Where especially you know there's a lot of things that you could gripe at city council about, but some of them are really smacking their lips and mm. breathing right into the microphone, mm-hmm. and it. <laughs> like, like sends a chill down my spine i'm not even gonna call it who it is, who it is but it's like i mean this is gonna be upsetting to listen to but i'm gonna do it for you so you know that so i know trigger warning trigger warning <laughs> um i just i wanted so i don't quite understand it's like what do you what else Ugh. do you not understand <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay no more bad asmr let's talk let's talk well yes, those taxpayer monies better give us all all that we can They're the taxpayer it. money can we get it to go to a mic cover because <laughs> i'll give it a some i mean hey any type of look we do this arts. radio training for free here at kboo <laughs> come on down mm. you can talk across the mic and you won't have to pop your peas as much pop see your i'm so trained i can't even do it to you anyway no more popping peas uh we let's before we go local the national election day sag after election day Abortion rights, legal weed in Ohio. Yeah, it's anyone. Someone's talking about something about abortion. I don't know what's going on, but weed is legal in Ohio. <laughs> that means half of this city, Portland, Oregon, can go back to Ohio because weed is legal there now. So let's go. We're all winning. <laughs> um, Kentucky and Virginia clawed back some control from anti-abortion weirdos, so that's good. Um, we're excited about that. The SAG after strike is over. That's another sort of Abbott Elementary thing. will be back. Season three. I saw Quinta tweet about it. Oh, finally. Oh, <laughs> so great. She's like, we're on it. They're like, when is it? I wonder, you better be you better be filming. Do you know what they got? Uh, they did they get their requests met or their I don't think it's been publicized yet. Okay, Maybe cool. it is this morning. I can do a little bit of Googling. Um but anyway. Yeah, you so know some interesting uh um national news happening today and progress. Um, but we got Tri- local stuff to talk. Trickling down into the local stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, can we start with the housing and homelessness sure. kind of aspect of it? Um, so, this week's Street Roots cover story is uh, called Feeling the Squeeze, and it's talking about how up until Wednesday, or Thursday, I guess, um, Wheeler was planning on enforcing the camping ban. The daytime camping ban is kind of what they're calling it, but it it bans a ton of stuff. Um, and that they they passed it in June, right? And then they're we're going to start enforcing it on November thirteenth. And the Street Roots story, um, I interviewed Kay about it. Shout out Street Roots. Uh, just details how very little information there is about how it was going to be enforced. Um, like the mayor's office wouldn't answer questions. Uh, the how homelessness and urban camping impact reduction program or Huckerp wouldn't answer questions. The governor, who's supposedly meeting with Ted Wheeler every two weeks, said that before this happened, infor- like she didn't know ahead of time that they were going to start enforcing it on November 13th. The police won't answer the question as to whether or not they've been trained on it. But mm-hmm. as of a couple months ago, they had said that they hadn't yet been trained. Uh, the Multnomah County District Attorney's Office uh, didn't have answers about how they might. They had said, you know, sometime previously over the summer that they would try to like reduce impact and try to keep people out of jail for this because that is one of the things that can happen is if you get two citations for camping during the day between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., then you either get a hundred dollar fine or 30 days in jail. And they were like, well, the the district attorney's office will totally figure that out. Mm. Uh, and then uh, the DA had no answers on that. Didn't uh, the also the Sh- Multnomah County Sheriff's Office didn't have answers about how it would impact. The amount of people in jail, which mm. uh, I think we talked about, mm. that there's a whole big lawsuit right now, and actually it just got settled, that uh, in in Oregon, because our public defender situation is so bad, we have no public defenders, <coughs> if somebody is held for a crime <laughs> and uh, they, they have to be released seven days after their first court date, I think maybe it's two days, um, if they don't have a public defender, mm-hmm. so they can't be held in custody if they're accused of a crime because people have just been sitting without representation, which is a violation of their constitutional rights. Um, So there's like no information and there's all of these rules in it, right, about where people can't camp. 
Um, but there's no map about where they can. And even the maps that they have put out are like, here's all the public property that you can't camp on. It's mostly all public property. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't outline that this is these other parts that are private property where you also can't camp and you can get in trouble. Oh, gotcha. And then, you know, with this daytime camping ban, everybody has to carry their stuff around, mm-hmm. which, of course, presents a number of issues. There are only two uh, daytime shelters in uh, Portland, so there's Rose Haven and Blanche House, who've gotten very little, if any, conversation or coordination from the city. They've been kind of like lumped in. It's like, well, what are people going to do during the day? It's like, now oh, they'll go to Blanche House and Rose Haven, who are already at capacity. And is it Rose Haven specifically for it's women, not for everyone, children, yeah. and gender diverse people? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this November 13th thing is, it you know, everybody's freaking out yeah. because this has been the specter all summer about when they were going to start enforcing it and the city was like oh we'll totally do outreach over the summer and tell people how to comply with the law unclear if that's happened people don't seem to know how to comply with this law and that was criticism that they were getting from the very beginning is that even people who you know at the oregon law center uh who you know read this stuff for a living they're Mm -hmm. like i would have no idea how to comply with Mm -hmm. this so all of this this was going to be like As of yesterday, I was like, guys, we have to talk about this. This is wild. Everybody needs to know. But then... This morning, we see that the preliminary injunction was indeed given by by Multnomah County Circuit Court. And this means that it will halt the enforcement of Portland daytime camping bans uh, before its implementation, which Mm -hmm. how were they going to do it anyways, no one really knows. The attorneys that were representing the five Portlanders argue that the ban would cause irreplaceable harm and is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's interesting because the I you know what is a preliminary injunction? What does this mean? It seems like, in my opinion, the judge might be on the side of the or might be more sympathetic to the side of the plaintiff because a preliminary injunction means that the judge believes that allowing the action to continue could cause irreplaceable, irreparable harm Mm. and serves to maintain the status quo until the court can fully consider the case. As in to say, don't do anything yet. If you do, if you go ahead and, you know, start doing any type of um, enforcement, it will uh, deteriorate the condition even worse than it is now. So stop it and let's... You, you can't do any kind of reinforcement. You can't, um, you know, create this daytime ban. Stop it. So until after the lawsuit is, yeah. is you know, they figure out what the, what, what the lawsuit says. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is like a little bit of 11th hour. I think this came out Thursday, like evening. Um, we got this, this decision. And the grounds that they're suing on, right, is uh, based on the Oregon Constitution mm-hmm. um, that says that this their argument is that this could constitute cruel and unusual punishment um, yeah and it, 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 that doesn't fit the crime the quote-unquote crime yeah yep and it doesn't match with uh, a law that was passed in the legislature basically to take oregon law um, and match it with this circuit court ruling the boise decision which if you've heard of you know what the rules are and aren't uh, the rules are around sweeping Mm -hmm. in the ninth circuit court which like includes the pacific northwest um basically it's the it's the rule that you can't sweep people if you can't offer them a shelter bed Mm -hmm. and part of the reason that we can't that portland can't sweep people is because there aren't there are way too few shelter you like you can't offer them alternative shelter um but also like that this it requires that cities must make objectively reasonable rules about how where and when people can sit and lie down outdoors on public property um and i don't know where the line is specifically in here but they're saying that it's like unreasonable punishment for unavoidable activities as in sitting sleeping keeping warm and dry yeah they're they're there's a part from the deputy city attorney Naomi um, Sheffield, 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 sorry, Sheffield, yeah, um, that the policy would harm people who followed the law because the the policy only prohibits structures like tents or establishing a temporary residence, but does not bar sleeping um, under a blanket. S- yeah, sleeping under a blanket. Mm-hmm. I I mean. It's just hard to read that when it's we know what the temperatures are and it's yeah um, <clears throat> yeah just it in, is inhumane to have no other I mean at at this point 
I, I don't, I, if there are no other alternatives and yeah, kind of jail sounds like a good alternative, you know, for someone mm. who, instead of having to s- not be allowed to sleep with a tent outside, if you're already sleeping outside and you can't have a tent, you're just, yeah. like that's, have you've, you've tried to like, I'm, I'm, I mean, like I'm wearing a sweatshirt, just a sweatshirt right now. If I was to stand outside for like 20 minutes, I yeah. probably wouldn't be able to feel my hands, you know, so. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I mean, uh, from the jump, this has been interpreted as like patently illegal uh what they what they've been trying to do yeah yeah or i was kind of saying like i mean one interpretation that i'm maybe sympathetic to Mm. um is that you know they just wanted to have this they knew that it was going to get challenged they wanted to have it on the books to like appease whatever portland business Mm. alliance interest wants them to move on this kind of a thing and i think when this happened at the time we were talking about this it's like okay great let's just waste a bunch of city money Mm -hmm. on a policy that you that is illegal and you can't enforce and then we also have to pay for an entire lawsuit for them to tell you no this is macabre you can't do this you know who's paying the taxpayer (laughs) do you pay taxes i do (laughs) Um, do you buy gas in this town you're paying for it and this started almost six months ago too and I mean, and I understand like not enforcing it right then because it kind of like cooled people off, I guess, a little mm-hmm. bit because people were really fired up about this. But then to start enforcing it as soon as temperatures are down below freezing. This is, oh my God, dude, I just had a flashback. Do you remember last year? It was right, was it the day after the day before the largest snowstorm in the last like the day before that, that uh, Renee Gonzalez is like, no tents, no more tents. You're not allowed to have them. You keep burning them up. Um, that's, his, that's his claim. That's not like verifiable, to be clear. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's not like based on anything real. Um, anyway, that was yeah, but that is shoot like a a year this this time a year ago type thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. Mm. It's it's nutty, and you know that this is the Street Roots article talks about this about what the reaction is for people who are you know involuntarily homeless mm-hmm. right now having heard about this band six months ago, yeah. taking all of their stuff with them all the time because they don't want to break the law. You know, they, they they don't know how to comply with a law because you haven't given them the tools to do that. And so, like, what is that? <laughs> like, where does that leave us? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I just, uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm glad I, the preliminary injunction yeah, happened. Yeah, anyway. I wonder is, I wonder how do people um, who are living on the streets like how do you think that the like places where they get services and stuff like let them know what what's going on with this lawsuit and like updates i mean they're, and stuff they're like that they're trying to but even yeah. you know shelter sites uh they don't have the information about mm, here's what yeah. you should do here's where you can go right because it just doesn't exist. um yeah they also talked to portland street medicine um that helps people who are sleeping outside um with you know managing illness and stuff like that including chronic illness and they're like their whole preparation right now is like giving people prepaid phones and wagons so that you know because and and part of their whole argument against sweeps is like we can't keep people healthy we can't get them their medication that they need if we don't know where they are you know anyway Mm. sorry it's it's a downer that's been hanging over our heads for you know since since june when this was passed um nobody will will say what's what they plan to do i it almost as though i don't think they know what they're gonna do i just feel like maybe (laughs) it does seem that way and Uh, yeah um yeah it's tough but the preliminary injunction is in place that will allow the lawsuit to play out um and it is it is a good uh it's a good step, I would say, especially because there was another lawsuit, I believe, in September that was trying to get a temporary restraining order on this. And that at that point, I don't know if it's the same judge. I don't think it is said that, like, you have to wait for it to be enforced to have mm. to have a case. You might have a case, but mm. it's not until it starts getting enforced. So interesting. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, housing and homelessness, the joint office uh, published its a report. Its report. Yes. Talk to me about the report. Um. In this, okay, I'll I'll try to I'll try. Um, well, I, I can talk about it if you want. I, I, I yeah, didn't need to put you on the spot. Y- you can you can start with okay. what it is, and I can start with my with my questions on it. I have more yes, questions. Yes, yes, than yes, yes. So, uh, Multnomah County's uh, produ- produced the second 
a report on the supportive housing service services uh, measure, which voters passed in like what 2020, I mm-hmm. think, um, that like redirects. There, there's some some money goes towards uh, trying to deal with housing and homelessness and supporting people staying housed. Um, and their report just came out, and they found that 99% of the 532 tenants who moved into permanent supportive housing during the measure's first year remained stably housed 12 months later, which is, that's a great number. It's super important mm-hmm. as well um, because, you know, it's one thing to give give someone a place to live, but mm-hmm. are they able to, you know, are they do they have support and mm-hmm. to, to maintain that, you know? Because yeah. that's stably housed is is what we're what we're after here and so it also talks about how uh the funds went towards creating 460 shelter beds they helped prevent evictions Mm -hmm. to over 2,000 households um there was a you know focus on racial equity goals stuff like that so this is the second one of those that they have had out related to in the joint office of homeless services put this out yeah this was specific so I was looking at these numbers and I said, "Oh, we there this sounds this sounds familiar because there was an audit not too long ago. Mm. Um some would even say was it in <laughs> weeks about like a month ago? <laughs> like a month ago. Yeah. Um from the county's um from the county's auditor office saying mm-hmm. that they that there were some issues with the um joint offices for um joint office for housing services and is it John? Can I just say no, I can't. Joe's? Joe's. Um, you could just say the joint office. The joint office, okay. And um, so I was really, I was just like, oh, wow, that's a really quick turnaround rate where they didn't have any numbers for, they didn't have the numbers that they were asking for, but now they do have numbers. I say, well, maybe these are all different numbers that mean different things coming from yeah, the different head- places. Yeah. The headline off the audit was, we don't know how many people we've housed. Yeah. Which- and also everything's siloed and also... And like you know, contractors what are we, aren't what getting are we paid and all this. Yeah, we're so, quibbling about two hundred fifty thousand dollars over like a twenty five dollar discrepancy. Right, which was uh, which also in the letter that they were saying there in in the letter that the chair wrote, um, she was saying that they're taking a lot of what they're saying into consideration, like recommendations from the audit. Yeah, and that was one of them to like change their you know the way that their processes, mm. but. I went back to, and shout out to Sherry, because you, you brought two of these, of the many articles that we're reading um, to, our, to our attention, including this one. But what the audit was looking for specifically, the number that the uh, joint offices couldn't give is newly placed in housing. And so that's that's the number that they couldn't give versus the report number that they're giving right now is regarding the um, supportive housing services measure, which is, I guess, a, a different pot of money, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Um, and so I kept going, but still, a, 60, a 99% rate, five over 500 uh, tenants that moved into permanent housing that stayed there for over 12 years, like that's at, that's at 12 months, that's awesome. But so, uh, but I it, it left me more curious than I felt like fulfilled with answers, you know? Hmm. So I, I was like, let me go back to some of these articles that we were reading last month or maybe like you know in August and another article um, and also let, let me actually read the reports I went to their annual to the report that they were that they that they created um, and they mentioned some of the housing places and projects that they have that they've housed that they've gotten people into housing and that they've stayed there for a year again not people off the streets into housing but people who've stayed in housing for a full year and one of these places they had there is the Argyle Gardens. And I said, wait, this sounds familiar because Sherry sent us an article um, from October 10th, so a month ago, literally mm. a month ago. And it was titled, Residents at Argyle Gardens in Portland's Kinton Neighborhood Report Neglect, Rantum, Rampant, oh my God, Rampant Theft and Habitual uh, in ha- oh my god, <laughs> uh, habit habit hab- habitability habitability hab- <laughs> hab- hab- uh, issues around the area being uh, being able to live there being able to live there. So some are now back in shelters, and this is the article from a month ago. So I went back to the audit from the county, and it seems like some of the is this from the audit or from the supportive services measure? 
From the audit. From the audit. So okay. I went back to the audit. Oh, sorry. What, what, what was the, you asked about what? Is that the, the report from the audit? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or is it the report from the supportive services? Oh, sorry. The report from the audit okay. described the Argyle Gardens as one of the places where they've put, I believe, 12 people in there and they've stayed there. Mm-hmm. And this is one of their like success stories. So it falls under that 99% or the 500 plus people that were housed. Um, and then I, and then when I, when I read that other, other article by the Mercury and they were saying that there were a lot of issues in the Argyle apart, in the Argyle gardens. And this was a month ago. So it again, left me with more, I'm not, I'm not like blaming. I'm like, just honestly curious about how all this works. Cause it, it, it seems it, you know, we voted for this. This seems like a, yeah. like a really great way of being like, Hey, here's what our city did. Here's maybe how you can replicate it in other places. And it seemed like. One, an addition, let me just, I want to find this exactly. And another issue that the audit found was that there was issues with the joint offices inflating numbers. And I'm not saying that this is an example of that. Hopefully, I'm get, I'm hoping that if anything, this is was a wake-up call for the joint offices. Like, hey, let's let's really get our, our line, our ducks in a row. You know, let's really get our stuff together because they're, they might possibly have money get pulled out, out next uh, next year, so this could be like a wake up call for everyone to mm. come together and let's get our our, t- our stuff together. Obviously, we're doing things. We have our our community partners, so let's get our, these numbers out. Let's get this report out. Mm-hmm. And this report just really left me with more questions and answers. Yeah, uh, it looks like I'm not. Maybe uh, you know, maybe my ans- my hypothetical answer would be like based on whenever the snapshot is from. Mm-hmm. So if that came out October 10th. And the supportive housing, you know, money snapshot is from earlier than mm-hmm. that. But I think that, <clears throat> you know, it's good to, I, I think seeing hard numbers is helpful, but it doesn't, you know, tell the tell the whole story. And 99% is a That's lot. That's a lot. That's great. That's... It's, a, it's almost 100%. It's almost 100%. Um, this is a part from the Multnomah County... Um, <clears throat> auditor part why why we did this audit we began we began oh my god i don't know what's going on with me today <laughs> we began i want to do everything with an accent we began <laughs> this audit due to concerns about the joint offices and correctly reporting how many people were placed in housing we interviewed homeless services providers about their concerns related to this misreporting of data yeah. um during the course of these interviews significant concerns about silos communications contract management and strategic planning came up um, and in this article, I'll de- uh, sorry, in the report, in the, I guess, I don't want to say annual report, but in this new report that the joint offices put, put out, they did, ha- they, it does seem like they have a lot of emphasis on vision. Hmm. So I think that a lot of the recommendations that they made in this audit did m- make it to that, to the report from the joint offices. Yes. And then just seeing like 99%, I, I was just like, Who's ninety nine percent? What ninety nine percent? Ninety nine out of what? Like you know, like yeah. really trying to just be more curious because, yeah, there's this is I, I know there's a lot of people trying. Like we see that there is an issue with housing here, mm-hmm. and we I know that people are sympathetic and don't want to see people freezing over on the streets in this upcoming winter. So I, we just have to get our stuff together somehow. Yeah. you know, if it's a, mat- a matter of like this we're using an archaic system let's upgrade it you yeah. know or something but have you guys heard about excel okay I'm say x no <laughs> guys we need to get on uh, get, get on musk up in here let's go let's get to twitter no 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 no, no. that's not what i mean but yeah I, I i agree with you you know we've there's a lot of money available to make it happen let's yeah. not quibble over 25 dollars and there's let's, a lot of money available it's, yeah and it and really? how is it not you, you know what it what is what is missing then it's, you know? yeah and it, it's because they're they're also how did the money get their political will you know whose political will <laughs> whose money That's, whose political will everybody welcome to the show political will <laughs> I, hey will hey well welcome uh, what do you feel like doing pal it's up to you <laughs> it's up to you so you got you got you got our money take it Okay, we're uh, good. <laughs> I like this new character that we've got. Political well. Um, oh, he's really gesturing over there. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. You're going to have to get on mic. He doesn't want to get on mic. I don't okay. know. 
Um, well, that's that's where I am with that. I am <laughs> more curious, have more questions and answers, which isn't a bad thing. You know, I, I yeah. don't want to like come up the mic and just be like, people are stealing my because I I don't. No, no, I don't. No, I don't think that's that. it at no, all. No, no, no. But I do have I do have a lot of questions and. Yeah. And maybe you know, um, I don't know. Maybe these questions will bridge bridge the gap because that's what I, I I hope that we're here to do. You yeah, know? that that's the point of the show. Yeah, some would hence say. the name. Hence the name. <laughs> well, what do you think? Is there uh, anything else you want to mention quickly before we take a take a little midway song break? Um, just Ohio uh, legalizing weed was pretty great. Legalizing so, weed something was about great. abortion. I don't know. I'm Hello to the teachers on strike. <laughs> Hello. We we hear you. We see you. Um, and yeah, so this is The Gap. I'm Althea. Tammy's here with me. We're going to take a little musical break and we'll be back for our community questions. Stay with us. Everybody's got to live And everybody's going to die Everybody's got to live I think you know the reason why Sometimes I go and get so good Then again it gets pretty rough But when I have you in my arms, baby You know I just can't, I just can't get enough Oh yeah Everybody's gotta live Yes they do And everybody's gonna die Everybody try to have a a good time I think you know the reason why I saw a blind man standing on the corner yesterday, baby He couldn't hardly tie his shoes But he had a harmonic and a guitar strapped around his neck And he sure could, he sure could play the blues Oh yeah Everybody's got a little and everybody's gonna die. We're and back. We're back. A little bit of uh, love with Everybody's Gotta Live by Love. I was mm. driving down this morning, I said, I, I, that song just came on. I never mm. heard it before. I said, oh, this must oh. be shared with the people, the good yeah. people of Portland on KB. Oh, oh, Portland. Yes. And this is The Gap. We're back from our musical break. It's community question o'clock. Oh, I'm Althea Tammy. I'm Tammy. Here. Today you, we, you gotta okay. know who we are. Sorry, before you call. Do you want to no, introduce the community question? Do you want me to? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, our community question for the day is, what skill do you think everyone should have? What skill do you think is useful that everybody ought to have? Let us know. 503-231-8187. You can also message us on Instagram. Our handle is the uh, the Gap Radio. You can also email us, thegapradio at gmail.com. You can also chat with us on the website. We're so available to you, <laughs> kboo.fm. Um, I'll even complicate it a little bit. How okay, do you, like, complicate it, please. Demystify the narrative, as they would say. Okay. How about a skill that you have or that you learned that you say, you know what? Everyone needs to have this skill. Everybody needs a little piece of this. Something, little something that you taught yourself, that someone taught you. There's a skill that you picked up along the way that just made life so much easier, and you say, Everyone should have this skill. Yeah. 503-231-8187. Or you can go to the website, kboo.fm, and go to the bottom right-hand side. That was my typing. Did it sound like <laughs> typing? I actually have a computer. Hang on. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can chat with us on the internet, um, on the webpage, or you can go to... You at can the go Gap to the Radio. Instagram. You could, you could email us. You could do What's whatever e- you want. It's at the Gap Radio no, at it's Gmail. The Gap Radio at gmail.com. <laughs> I think I just said I, I may not have said it as clearly last week. Somebody got confused, but it's the Gap Radio at gmail.com. The Gap Radio at gmail.com. Um a skill that you have that you learned recently, or yeah. not recently, just that you have that you that you think everyone else should have. What would serve everybody better if they had a little piece of it? We'd love to hear from you. Um do you have any come to mind? Well, I mean, my first one was typing <laughs> yeah you're, you're just you really liked. i love typing i love being good at typing because it allows me to get my ideas out of my brain and onto something really fast i will i will let me let me demystify the narrative and, and i think i'd say penmanship penmanship yeah, yeah, penmanship yeah, yeah, yeah is a yeah. lost art yeah um 
and it could be very fun. I think it's it's also you know one day these things might not work, and we'd have to go back. You sure. Hear, you, that's that's lumber right here. You know what I'll do? Oregon's you. best right here. Paper. Um, it's just that like uh, how fully curious you and I are. Like we want to do sound effects so bad. <laughs> Can I tell you yesterday on the phone, Tammy and I were prepping this show, and this is how I know Tammy's a good friend. Mm. Is I was trying to do an impression, and then I was like, Tammy, can I do a? Oh. Let me do an impression of a bird. Do you want to hear it? She says, Sure, okay. And then I go, Ah! <laughs> and then she goes, Oh! It was a crow. It was a crow. It was a crow. I but she tell. was she's so nice to me about it. Well, what the you heck did am a great I talking job. about? You did a great <laughs> job. Just Obviously, so accepting you've seen of, crows before. Of me doing a crow sound. Um, it uh, cracked me up yesterday. Anyway, uh, it sounds like we got Leah on the line. Hi, Leah. Leah, can you hear us? You're on with us. And if not, um, you're welcome to give us a call back. 503-231-8187 if you want to chat with us. What skill do you think everyone should have? What skill, you know, what's useful in your life that you, you would recommend to others? Let we want to know. I'll, I'll tell you one. Playing an instrument. Playing an instrument. Yeah. Specifically, like, teaching yourself how to play an instrument. It's such an interesting experience because outside of school, you don't really learn that much. Act tactically, yeah. you know? Um, and just sitting there learning how to do it with the chords, learning how the how how like something sounds, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just teaching yourself. And you really learn a lot about yourself when you teach yourself something new. Yeah, and learning the and then you know like it's something you can do with other people. You can jam around. And I highly I think that a lot of people should learn how to play an play instrument. Play an instrument. Why not? Um, Leah, you, it sounds like you're on the air with us. How are you? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Uh, a skill that I wish I had a whole lot more of and I think everybody should have is being able to fix my own house, mm. whether it be electrical or plumbing or carpentry. I wish I had lots of skills in that direction. I love that. I hear that, that. is fabulous. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I was thinking about that too, like sewing, like just making more of your own stuff. Mm. But carpentry, for sure. I've always been curious about that. Yeah, you're currently working on a house project right now? My house needs work. <laughs> and in order to get the work, um, everything starts at about 500 to to 1000 bucks. Mm. And I really want to be able to repair my own house. Mm. Well, I recommend the YouTube, but I hear you. Being able to have those skills can really save you a couple of, of bucks here and there. Oh, significantly. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, well, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Appreciate you. Yep. Okay. Take care. Bye. <laughs> I, I, yeah, um, all of those skills, learning how to lay pipe, you know, <laughs> learning how to build Sorry. your own house. Yeah, Learning yeah, yeah. how to, um, I felt very useful when I learned about the magic of resin, epoxy resin. Yeah. It can do so, you know, you can, you know how people, bowling alleys. Bowling alleys. You know what they, what they use? It was epoxy resin. Really? For the, bo- for the, to lanes yeah exactly should we go bowling and uh, don't get, don't get <laughs> okay sorry 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 geez <laughs> someone told me all of portland's uh problems started once they got rid of the bowling alley in mm. hollywood oh mm-hmm. listeners I can't chime in it. is that true 503-231-8187 we're talking about skills that you think everyone should have or what skill do you have that's useful that you wish more people had in their arsenal let us know you can also message us on Instagram, you can email us. You can message us on the website. Whatever you want. Communication skills, I would also say. Communication. Whether skills. it's yeah. on the streets, <clears throat> as in, let me use my turn signal, because I learned <laughs> that when I use my turn signals, it's safer for everyone. You know, so I think that could be a great, a great skill to communicate. Um, interpersonally is also great too. Um, learning when to walk away from a situation but still being able to mm. maintain a friendship or whatever like just being like hey i need to walk away from this real quick Whew, that is that's a skill yeah. Ooh, i feel like that is a skill yeah <sighs> i got a comment from our instagram mm. the gap radio um mike says skill everyone should have effective communication and mm. presentation skills i would say public speaking but recognize that as a high bar for many mm. but yeah effective communication and presentation skills if you're able to say what you mean, good for you, you know? And I mean, say it in a way that... It saves that, us all a lot of time. 
I remember as a kid, my my mom and I had a lot of issues with English because she doesn't. You know, it's on her. It's on her either one of her first languages, but. Sometimes I just get so frustrated from not being able to communicate with her or understand mm. what she needs or or me being, you know, un- communicate my feelings to her. And I remember that being, like, such a – it would, like, infuriate me in such a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also the skills to being like, hey, this isn't anyone's fault um, and maybe we can find a different way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but well, communication skills is communication really important. Communication is so important. 503-231, if you want to use your communication oh, skills to em. talk to us about useful skills. Gotcha. And we have Ed on the line. How you doing? Ed, can you hear us? Oh, okay. That's all, all right, good. all right. We're, we're, we're reworking, we're reworking. <laughs> reworking, rerouting. Yeah. Um. What it, oh, patience. Patience is a skill. Yeah. I learned that not to freak out, mm-hmm. just uh, breathing, you know, like meditations kind of thing, but just like the trust that the, the yeah. is skill is meditation a skill. Yeah, because you, you, you can get better you at can it. You can get better yeah. at it for sure. I don't think I'm very good at it, but I. Well, there's room I to grow, folks. It, yeah. Folks, room to grow. Mm. I, yeah, yeah. I, you said patience, and immediately I was like, oh, you know what would be a skill? Mm. Is if I could not get as angry at printers as I do. Mm. There's like, I, I do really try to practice having patience, and there's like a couple of very specific things that cut through it mm. immediately, where I'm furious. <laughs> like machines not working? Not even just machines, like printers specifically. I'm, I'm irate. And I'm crying some of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear <laughs> because you. Because I don't, I don't understand, and I just want to hit my head against the wall or the printer. Because why doesn't it work? And it's all planned obsolescence and what have you. Anyway, and it's not communicating with you. It's when not it communicating. It's not doing what I want. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've uh, got another caller on the line. Can you hear us? I think that they might be in queue, Sherry. I don't know. They're not. Okay, I don't know because I can hear you very, can hear a little very bit faintly. Of them. But it's, uh, you know, we're, we're workshopping some stuff over here. Give us just a second. Um, and if you uh, get sick of the phone, you're welcome to message us online. Um, please, uh, 503-231-8187 is our phone number. Message us on Instagram, at The Gap Radio. Um, I got some messages online. Somebody from the website, kbu.fm, says, Skill, throwing a baseball, because some people can't. This is America. <laughs> Honestly, great. I love that. <laughs> I think that's I think that's fabulous. Uh throwing a baseball is 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 important, I would say. Um I was a softball player for a time and being able to chuck something and hit your mark, that's fabulous. We got We got a caller. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hello. All right. What do you think about the skill business? We got you on air. We're so stoked. <laughs> uh I think that like compassion is a very useful skill just being able to recognize that like other people might not have the same place they're coming from and being there with that with other people is really good Mm, i agree i agree underutilized under under undervalued maybe yeah absolutely i guess that is something you can get better at too the more you try it you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Mm mm-hmm Well, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. I have another comment online telling me to tell my flat tire story. This is from Danielle. Um, Says that I should tell the flat tire. I don't even know that it's a good flat tire story. But being able to change it. Fixing cars? Huge, if you can do that. Uh, Yeah. No, you got the bird impression. That's one story you got out of the way. (laughs) Don't get... I'm Don't get me started. Uh, that was a t- that was a, that was more a story about you, I would say. DIY stuff is yeah, it's really yeah, it's helpful. It get, things get very pricey, and mm. it's always the things that we take f- for granted. Yeah, but then definitely. it makes me think of well, trade schools. I feel like are are a good path because it seems like if resorts start with because um, if if house fixing start at five hundred dollars, yeah. Psh- think about that two fixes that's a thousand dollars in one house boom yeah hello carpentry class i'm coming right now <laughs> i'm inspired you, what am i doing now i'm writing down carpentry yeah yep i, I didn't write that. it down I but that. i you know do we maybe have another caller on the line no yes maybe okay we're working on it um but we do have other ways of getting in contact with us let us know what you think message us on the website if you like you can 
message us on Instagram. You can email us even. Um, we we accept all of this this kind of information about skills that you think everybody should have. Um, I think that that is uh, is is an interesting question. Something I. Tammy and I, I mean, we were, we were, we, I want you to know, we mull long and hard about, um, what, (laughs) what we should be asking you (laughs) and what might be useful to people. Um, so, you know, let us know. Skills. 503-231-8187. And we've got Bob on the line. How are you, Bob? Well, Althea, do you want to get a check out? Yes. Um, and some of skills... So what is a skill? I think, can a skill be something that you're just good at when you pick up? I don't think so. I think that a skill is, you can be naturally gifted in something, sure. But a little bit of, um, a little bit of practice never hurts anyone. And especially when it comes to something like compassion, because it's something that, or some, anything that you aren't really used to or something that isn't maybe innate in you, um, and you can work on it to make it better. And what they say, every professional was once a beginner <laughs> and this is the end of my vamping hour um hopefully bob is back on the line can i tell you i've never seen the, the lines light up so people, much people I'm love so, this question this i'm sorry so good at collapse the you? whole kvu infrastructure <laughs> oh, um you know talk about skill building radio skills oh we're gonna make K-Boo, yeah oh you know? which you can uh, learn here at KBU Community Radio. Yes, as a volunteer. Yes, you yeah. can. All all of the production means here at KBU Portland, and we got Bob on the line. How are ya? Hey, good, good, Tammy yeah. and, and, and others. Um, the skills we all should have. Um, first of all, I want to be, you guys mentioned bowling. I want to let you guys remind we had a KBOO bowling team back what? in the day. No way. Yes, we did, in which I was a proud member of, and I believe our league was at Seg Hollywood Bowl. Aww. Bowling's fun, yeah, but a skill everyone should have, if you have a car or not, I think everyone should drive, because you know how to drive, because mm. uh, you might have an emergency situation. You might have another person at the other side of the wheel who shouldn't be driving. Mm. Mm. So that person should take over the wheel. Everybody should drive. Oh. Yeah. Everybody. Happy I- Veterans Weekend, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bob. That's, uh, that's, Kibu's famous reggae, Bob. Not yes. just that. Not, not just not any just Bob. Not just any Bob. They didn't <laughs> even know it was a, a, a bowling enthusiast member. Yeah. Um, yeah, driving super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank knowing, you for waking that up. The rules of the road. How important do you think it is to know how to drive stick? Ooh, interesting. I'm uh, actually got look. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to research that. I want to really research that. Uh, okay, yeah. My my sister has drive stick, and she's like, "Do you sort of think I'm cooler than you because I know how to drive stick?" Like, I think it is. Kind I of guess important. so. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I think because everyone can do automatics. Uh, stick shift is because is you actually it is a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, we got another call. We got Roger. Hey, how you doing? Oh, hello. Um, I, well, I'll tell you an immediate skill is turning your radio off when you're in the queue and listening on the phone so you know when that's, you, yeah, that's you're ready it. to hear us <laughs> say something. I learned that about 40 years ago. <laughs> listening to cable. Yeah. yeah. Um, learning to ride a bike. I learned how to ride a bike about uh, 65 years ago. Mm. And um, I, it's gotten me a way to get around town, go on vacations, and uh, wonderful. I went on a bike tour in Germany last year. Mm, uh, I did never learn how to ride a, drive a car. Actually, I did. And when I was 40-something, my dad said, everybody needs to know how to drive a car in case, just like <laughs> what the last caller said, in case you need to take over uh, or drive someone to the hospital or something, you know. Uh, so he did actually let me drive my mother's car for a few hours and mm. I was a lot. Taught me how to shift gears. It was a lot of fun. Aww. And then at the end of the day, uh, I said, okay, now I know how to drive. I can go back to riding my bike. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's about, that's what's cool about skills is that it opens up options for you, you know, different ways you can live your life, you know, and reach different, you know, just more options in life. Yeah. But I do agree with everybody who's called and both of you on everything, learning to sew, learning to do carpentry, all of that stuff. 
super useful mm-hmm. skills. And critical thinking is another mm, one. Yeah. So I'm going to get off the phone and listen to you on the radio again. Well, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, learning to learn even could be one. Uh, Quick comment from the website. Everyone can and should learn CPR. Opa! That's good. CPR, Heimlich, basic first uh, aid. uh, 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 Staying alive. alive. Staying alive. Literally. Anyway, we (laughs) have Ed Ed, on the line. Ed, you're back. Please, tell us what you think. Oh, boy, we lost it again. Uh, okay, let's let's we're gonna work on that. Um, but yes, the CPR. That's a, oh, oh, there you are. Can you hear us? Oh, 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 uh, uh, oh, oh. We hear oh, something. Oh, oh. <laughs> we do have a few minutes left, folks. If you want to call, if you want to message us, five zero three two three one eight one eight seven in the air room. Uh, you can message us on the website kbu.fm. You can message us on Instagram if you like, and uh, we love it. Let us know what you think, please. Um, Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, Hi. There you are. Hi. My name is Kim, and I called in to share uh, something I feel was really important, and that is um, to be able to have good common sense. Mm. Say more on that. What do you mean? Um, to use your most common sense. Using yeah. past experiences and things that you don't know about, but just... Um, being intuitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's an important skill. Yeah, definitely. Which, interesting. Yeah, because you can also work on your intuition. I keep thinking of, of a skill as something that you can get better at, which I yeah. don't know if that's a definition, but you can it. definitely yeah. get better at your intuition for sure. Mm-hmm. Correct. Interesting. And listening to yourself and kind of connecting to self. Yeah. Yes. But also using that for everyday living. Mm. Yeah. Very true. Well, thank you so much for the call, Kim, and appreciate you sticking with us through the the phone line entanglement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. Appreciate thank you, you so much. I think we got Ed on the website who says critical thinking and listening, and also says trying is doing. Oh, not being afraid to try. I know, I know of myself. You know, earlier on, and I know of other people that they might like to learn how to do something, but mm-hmm. are afraid of like feeling foolish mm. when they're trying or, or making something. I've heard people say that common sense isn't common. It says common <laughs> so sense twenty twenty four. These hills, these heels are for ammunition. What? What <laughs> are you talking about? Um, interesting. And I, I, I'm really good. I'm really on that. On the, uh, on the practicing your intuition you know as yeah. a skill uh, and we got another caller before we wrap it up can you hear us hello there hi. you are hi. yes hi hi it's linnell <laughs> hey linnell how, how are you i i think a very important skill is um emotional intelligence mm. and mm. being able to empathize with others yeah another emotional skill. intelligence is really important because I talk to a lot of people and they don't understand what they are feeling. Mm. They feel it, but they don't understand what it is. And um, I, I've seen that a lot of people have a lack of being able to empathize with other people, put themselves in other people's shoes. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Have you ever seen that, uh, like the feeling vocab wheel or something like that, that there's a lot of very specific words for mm. all the different things that you feel and that that sometimes... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can link to it on our webpage of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I'm not angry, I'm frustrated, or mm. I'm not, I'm humiliated, you mm. know, but having having better words yeah. to describe how you feel, you know, is, is so useful in many ways. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Thank you. A lot of these interpersonal skills also, as much as you practice on them with other people, I think that the, the, the secret reward is that actually all of these things you end up practicing on yourself so Mm. being more patient with people patient with people you'll end up being a little bit more patient with yourself you know giving people grace you'll end up giving yourself some grace being nicer you might end up speaking a little nicer to yourself without even noticing because you're so you know you're in that practice of being nice to people or being sympathetic or being empathic Mm -hmm. and um it, it's it's a me. I don't know. It's like so interesting how a lot of our inner our relationships are a mirror. Mm-hmm. Whether we're projecting, whether we're whatever, but it it all 
what's I don't know whatever you put out comes back to you you know yeah very I, I truly true. believe that we're just like a like because it's science you know yeah. light reflects back all that you know mm-hmm. I'm not yeah <laughs> not to be a scientist not on to here. get science into um, oh we gotta well, get we yeah gotta we, get going. we are almost out of time here we thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate it make something learn something I'm Althea I'm Tammy have an amazing Veterans Day say hello to your favorite veteran goodbye bye. just wrapped up our annual fall membership drive. Support from listeners like you helped us reach our goal, gain new members, and prepared us to bring you more organic, homegrown, fresh off the vine community radio. Thanks to all those who donated during this drive, and thanks to those who listened in. Stay tuned for more. Hey, Michael here. I'm with the Tin Can Phone Podcast a radio show where you can hear about the influence incarceration has straight from the source. We tell you the story from the inside out. So make sure to check us out on KBU Community Radio every first Tuesday at 10 a.m. Rise them up, KBOO 90.7. You don't know it's your girl,